Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Now, that healthy body, sexy body is especially important tonight, modern lovers, because we're going to talk about how much body image and feeling sexy can create more problems in our love lives than solutions because there's so much pressure on women to be sexy and be sexual, and it's causing a lot of problems with eating disorders, increasing plastic surgery, and body dissatisfaction, especially in very young women or teens. So tonight we're going to be talking with board-certified psychiatrist Susan Edelman, who's an MD that spent 30 years practicing in Palo Alto, California, and she specializes in women's issues. And she's going to give you the tools tonight to be your own brand of sexy. Here at Modern Love, we are all about you being in love with yourself. That makes you the best possible partner. And, of course, loving your body is a big part of that. We've got workshops and trainings. We have a mastermind program, True Love, True Prosperity Mastermind. And we do couples training and couples therapy. We do everything we can to support you on your journey of love by blending psychology, science, and spirituality. And everyone that we work with usually comes back saying they were able to accomplish massive changes So if you want to find love, heal your relationship, or even have an exciting new career, visit us at www.drbrendawade.com or join me once a month. And it's coming up this Saturday, August 11th. Join me for our live once a month intensive training. And this month it's called The Other Side of Love, Love Hell or Love Heaven. Seven Steps to Live in Love Heaven. So let's start off with an Ask Dr. Brenda question. And by the way, this Saturday, our special guest is going to be the angry therapist himself, John Kim, who blows all the typical rules of therapy out the window so that you can have even more accelerated results. So this question, very pertinent to tonight's topic, dear Dr. Brenda, my daughter is becoming a preteen. She recently started to obsess about her weight. She's gained a tiny bit of weight, and I haven't addressed body image with her. She's entering middle school, and she's a dancer. I don't want her to quit what she loves because she feels insecure. Everyone in my family gained weight when they had a growth spurt at her age. How can I approach this? Darla in Fullerton, California. Darla, Oh, my goodness, I feel for you. Your daughter's in the world of dance. I had a daughter who, at that age, 
right about age 11, got kicked out of the ballet school she was in because they said she was too tall. So body image, whether it's weight or height, can be so severe for young girls who are in the dance world. And I want you to prepare your daughter that today a dancer can be any size and that she's going to get to dance no matter what. My daughter has gone on, although she's not doing ballet, she's a global artist now and got over the heartbreak of being kicked out of her school to do something that's even more creative. So let your daughter know it's possible, but most importantly, it is her job to love her beautiful, healthy body, and having a healthy body is more important than what size somebody tells you you should be. So let me introduce you to Dr. Susan Edelman, who helps single women reclaim their power by learning what's best for them instead of what they're programmed to believe is, quote, normal in today's culture. The sexual revolution promised more choices, but sadly, a lot of women are just as confused as ever. What should should you do? Should you have sex before marriage? Well, that makes you a tramp. If you're a virgin, you're a prude. Well, what does it mean to really be a liberated woman and be free to choose for yourself? Dr. Susan is the author of the multi-award-winning book, Be Your Own Brand of Sexy, A New Sexual Revolution for Women. In addition to her private practice, she's the adjunct clinical associate professor at Stanford University. We've heard of that and the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences. Her website is www.beyourownbrandofsexy.com. Dr. Susan, welcome to the show. Oh, Dr. Brenda, it's wonderful to be with you tonight. I'm so excited. Thank you. Now, when you talk about women's issues and you look at the way women struggle with their bodies, I was talking with someone today who's a young mother who was so delighted because she's lost 16 pounds. And yes, of course, had something to be happy about because she's on a a program to be healthier, but so much of our self-esteem is tied up in our body weight. It's true. Do you know that now 90% of women are unhappy with how they look? That's not good. When our, and, and we're not to blame. This is an empowerment for women. It's really more like people-pleasing, trying to please other people. Wow. And, you know, we're not really to blame. It's not our fault. We've kind of been brainwashed because our culture really shames us for how we look. And And the more we get shamed, we begin to forget that real power is really knowing what works for you and having the courage to stand up for that and accepting and loving ourselves. Yeah, now what do you say to women who don't know what works for them? Because it seems to me, isn't that a huge part of the issue is women get so confused, what does work for me, what is right for me? You know, how do I make the choices in my life? Right, so... So this is part of teasing our culture out of it, right, Dr. Brenda? Because if we're focusing on pleasing everybody else and if we're focusing on how we look and our bodies, then maybe we're thinking more, oh, you know, do I look okay? Is this person find me fat or do they find me unattractive? Do I need to get breast implants? 
what's wrong with me that I can't find a boyfriend? Am I having sex enough? When this is what's filling our heads, we're not really thinking of how do I feel? Did this person kind of, you know, feel uncomfortable around me? Was I comfortable around them? We're we're more external focused now. Yes. Yes, I get what you're saying because it's so much about what's outside. And what you're really saying is we have to pull that barometer, that way that we measure ourselves, whether it's, you know, weight or size of body parts. We have to pull that inside. You know, I I worked with someone once who used to say women are not a bucket of fried chicken, thighs, (laughs) breasts, legs. And I do think that the culture tends to kind of chop us up into these little pieces, and then we do get brainwashed. You know, you lie to people long enough, they start thinking it's the truth. So how did you get interested in this work? I'm just curious of helping women build self-esteem and healthy body image and, and make good choices. It was a young woman who taught me what dating was like. She's the daughter of one of my dearest childhood friends, and I'll call her Emma because I want to protect her privacy. But she went off to college and said, and called me and said, Susan, the guys are asking me to come over and hang out. What does that mean? And I wasn't quite sure, but as it turned out, these guys wanted to hook up with her. They were really looking for sex, and she wasn't interested in casual sex. There, Where she went to school, there weren't many guys just interested in taking you out to dinner and getting to know you. So, uh, you know, she was disappointed, and I loved college dating, so this kind of broke my heart that she wasn't going to have that kind of experience. And it really started worrying me that, you know, this isn't really what we had in mind with the women's movement and the sexual revolution. We dreamed women were going to be treated better, not that so many men would just take casual sex for granted. So when she said to me, and, and you know, I'm an, I have a practice and I've had a practice with women for many years, so I've seen women who let themselves be taken for granted and ended up confused and heartbroken. So when she said, Susan, you have to do something about this, I realized that really someone had to, and I was in a unique position to figure out how we got here and what we could do about it. So how did we get here? That's the part, you know, I'm a mother of two daughters who are young women, and it's very, very difficult to figure out where to set those boundaries? How did we get here? Well, we, the sexual revolution said we'd have more choices. But when when you're still following a rule, so it, you said it, if, if you, in the past, if you had sex before marriage, you were a tramp. But now so many girls are ashamed of being a virgin or they feel like they're approved. So we're not really teaching people to figure out what's right for them as individuals. We're more teaching them they should look a certain way and they should act a certain way because we have women's magazines who may have articles about improving your confidence, but they're also trying to sell us beauty products with these, you know, incredible-looking models that are all touched up with Photoshop. So these yeah, aren't necessarily real research, Yeah, that shows that women tend to be more depressed after they look at one of those magazines. Some huge percentage of women, I've forgotten the exact number, are more depressed after looking at a women's magazine. Now, there's a flip side to what you said that I want to just acknowledge, which is that, 
you know, there are lots of young women who are worried about still being virgins and think they should be having sex. And then we have another group of young women who actually are shamed if they do have sex because they come from a background that might be more conservative or have more religious rules where, you know, God forbid they should be sexual. So there's confusion, I think, on either yes. side of that divide. You're absolutely so, right. What's the best advice that you would give a young woman who is struggling with either feeling that she's prohibited and if she has sexual feelings, she's in trouble? And I just have to finish the rest of that story because what's happened is a lot of young women from conservative backgrounds are getting married very, very early because having hormones and sexual feelings is actually built into the body and it's a very strong and compelling kind of energy, especially for very young people. Uh, not to say older people don't have their urges, too. However, uh, what's happened, as you know, is that the divorce rate for those very young couples from conservative backgrounds has escalated. It's an astronomical divorce rate because people feel, well, I want to have sex. If I'm going to, I have to be married. So it's a big problem because some of those young couples have had children who are now the next generation of children of divorce. You're right. There's there's pressure on both sides. And in a way, our culture is very polarized in this department as well, so that we've got all kinds of mixed messages. You're, you should be having lots of sex. We see in movies, people are jumping into bed, yet maybe there are some parents who are worried about that and putting the brakes on it or shaming people for going ahead and having sexual feelings. And there's still a double standard that guys can have sex and should be having lots of sex, but in some areas women shouldn't be. So there is no consensus of opinion. So that's why it's good to try and tease your culture out of it and try and be your own brand of sexy. Figure out what you want, what works for you as an individual, and what strategies will help you achieve whatever your relationship goals are, and some awareness that we're all different. So what works for one young woman might be very different than what works for somebody else. Because right now what we're doing is all trying to figure out what's normal and what everybody else is doing, and we may be misinterpreting what that is anyway. Yeah, one Um, of the things you say that I really like is you say going slow can be sexy. Say some more about that, would you? I would love to. So I think in our society we're thinking, oh, the sexy thing is to hop into bed with someone. But actually, sometimes if you, if a man is willing to wait, which many are not, and that can be a good sign that he's not worth having around if he's not willing to wait for you because maybe he doesn't want you. But if a guy really is interested, the anticipation can be very sexy, and, and that can really actually make things sexier for many people to wait uh-huh. and take your time and get to know them. Build the anticipation. And certainly, you know, again, I'm such a geek. The research is pretty clear, and I really want all of our listeners to know this, that those couples who know one another better, who feel comfortable and trusting with one another, have better sex, everybody. 
That's a fact, okay? So if you decide that going slow works for you, at the end of the day, you may have a much better sexual experience than rushing into a sexual encounter with someone you don't know that well. And, you know, I think for women it's a little bit different than for men that we want to be desired, and we don't necessarily just want to be desired as a sex object, but kind of as a person. So so sometimes that really is a turn-on for women. And then if if women go ahead and have sex quickly, sometimes they kind of feel taken for granted and feel like they've missed out on, on that sort of desire. Yeah. Now, one of the things you say that I just think is probably the most, for me, the most important thing that women must embrace. You say your voice matters. Yes. So so that means when you're in touch with how you feel and you know something's really not working for you or you're not comfortable with it, to find a way to express it and to know that that's important. Because I, in working with so many women over the years, and I'm sure you've seen this too, that women especially – even though men as well, they're reluctant to say anything. They're yeah. scared that the person won't like them or that they don't deserve to speak up or any num- or somebody's going to reject them. If they're dating, maybe they feel like, well, that's going to be the end of the relationship. But actually, it, it actually can be really helpful to express yourself because if you don't, First of all, sometimes it gets in the way of a relationship, right, if people don't communicate at all. Exactly. And we all know that a healthy relationship is based on communication. And having worked with, I, I honestly think it's got to be in the millions because of the TV work I do and the different tours. It's got to be into the millions and getting so many letters and so much feedback over the years. The people who don't listen to themselves always end up feeling one of the worst feelings, which is regret that I didn't take care of myself, regret I didn't respect myself enough, regret that I didn't believe I was worthy enough to set my boundaries. So for those who are wondering, when Dr. Susan Edelman says, your voice matters, if you're not comfortable, don't do it, this is how you say it. You say, I'm not comfortable. Yeah, I absolutely. don't want that right now. You don't have to say anything more. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to, you know, make nice for the other person. Just I'm not comfortable and I don't want that right now. And then you take a time out and sort out what you need. Because I, I just, ugh, more than anything, I want women. I remember being that young woman who didn't know how to set boundaries and it took a while and looking back on my own early dating days as a college student and in graduate school, feeling a lot of regret. Now, there's something else. When you say there are three questions every woman should ask herself before she even thinks of having sex with a new man, what are those three questions? Everybody, you may want to write these down. <laughs> okay. I, I will get to that, but there's one thing I want to add because I think for some Women, they can't do what you just suggested, mm-hmm. and if they can't do it yet, you know, if you don't, if you can't say no, I'm not comfortable. You can at least say, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Let me yeah. think about it, right? And and at least 
don't say yes to it. Yeah, good. That's nice. That's a really nice provisional position to take. I like it. Thank you. I'm not sure yet. Give yourself a minute to really think. And if there's any doubt, it's always better to just say, oh, got my doubts. Hold. So what are those three questions? All right. So I think the very most important question to ask yourself before you have sex with any man is, does he want what I want? Uh, because, yes. right, because you want to know him well enough to know if you even have the same goals for the relationship. Do you both want something serious? Or is one or both of you just looking for a casual fling? So many people, Dr. Brenda, do not ask this question. Have you noticed that? And, you know, they feel awkward discussing it. And couples just avoid it, and then they end up really, you know, it doesn't work out because they're not looking for the same thing. Exactly. But if you, if you feel like you can't talk about it, maybe you're just not ready to have sex yet. Right. And that's okay. Oh, my God. I, 100% we are on the same page. The most important question, and I say it's the most important question before having sex, and it's the most important question before you enter full-on a relationship at all. Do you want the same thing? Because I know you've seen this, Dr. Susan. I've talked to so many women who are surprised when they discover they thought they were on the path to a committed relationship when the person they're with is going, no, actually, I thought it was just fun to hang out, and I'm leaving town in another month. Right, right. So how do you weed out people who are players, narcissists, who maybe like the guy I just mentioned, that was a real story, who's planning to leave town but just, oh, forgot to mention it to you? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Uh, I think you've got to listen to your intuition. That's You've got to turn your in, intuition on because there are warning signs. Always with these narcissistic men, and a lot of women make excuses or just tend to overlook them. But if you're on a first date with a guy and he's only talking about himself, yeah, maybe he's just nervous, but maybe it's something else, right? Maybe he wants to impress you, or maybe he just isn't that interested in you. He'd rather talk about himself. And you also want to notice how does he treat the waiter or waitress? You know, does he assume that, you know, they're going to do whatever he wants and move him around and, and are you cringing because he's not nice to them? This is the kind of thing you, you really want to listen to and not just, oh, he's so charming and handsome and hot, right? Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Now, quickly, what is a microwave romance and how do you avoid being burned by one? <laughs> A microwave romance is one that progresses at lightning speed and just typically explodes in your face. So this is one where people quickly get involved. They don't necessarily ask a lot of questions, and it doesn't work out. And this happens so often. It's it's a big problem for a lot of people. They get into this thing, and it kind of crashes and burns, and that happens over and over again for many people. Wow. Okay. And last question. How can you actually be happier about the way you look? Be happier with your body. 
Well, I think what we're talking about here is is acceptance to some extent and valuing your inner beauty. I don't think we're talking enough about that in these conversations that we're having in general. I think we're making huge progress for women in terms of accepting and loving our bodies. But it's not just about your body. It's also about who you are as a person because you're way more than your body. And I work with a lot of women who they're not even sure what their inner beauty is. They they don't necessarily even relate to that. And so I think it's really important for people, if they're not sure where their inner beauty lies, to, to ask their best friends, you know, ask, ask their family, because other people know whether you're a good listener or you have a kind heart. There is going to be something way more important than how your body looks. And that's who you are as a person. You know, that is the saddest thing because we have this culture of lookism where how you look is more important than your insides. And I think it's up to each one of us to take a stand and say who I am on the inside is more important than my outsides. And put your weight down there. You know, we're all about transforming our awareness, our consciousness growing from the inside out. And if you, and you know, one of the exercises I love to give people is every single day write down, actually write it down, keep a journal. One thing I'm grateful for every day about myself, as well as being grateful for everyone and everything else in your life, but that sense of gratefulness that I'm me, that I have a unique thread in this fabric of life, that is important. So quickly, we have one more Dr. Brenda question, and I may have you weigh in on this, Dr. Edelman. says, Dear Dr. Brenda, is nitpicking a poor trait to have? My partner says, I nitpick. I see it as a positive thing. If matters are brought up in a helpful way, ah, a.k.a. my way, <laughs> if you want a healthy relationship with the person you live with, isn't it better to tell her what you think should be done and how? Likes things neat in Danbury. Oh, my heavens. Okay, I'm going to have to take a breath because the truth is nitpicking is not helpful for a relationship. It's a great way to suffocate your partner, make your partner feel that nothing they do is right or can please you. And, boy, does that take the joy out of being with someone. So guess what likes things neat in Danbury? I want you to work on why you feel the need to control why you think it's okay, and the place to look is who taught you that, and back up. Oh, okay, what do you want to say, Dr. Edelman, to, to Neat and Danbury? You know, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It, it, the partner, this person's partner is going to feel judged and criticized, like they can't make the other person happy, and and that doesn't work out very well for a relationship. No, um, it doesn't. So we just have a, a minute left. Leave us with the advice you want women to take away this evening. You've just given us so much wonderful advice. And, everyone, I want to remind you, you can reach Dr. Edelman at www.beyourownbrandofsexy.com. I know you'll remember that. And her book is Be Your Own Brand of Sexy, A New Sexual Revolution for Women. Go right ahead. Thank you. Um, you know, I, 
if they want to take a quiz to find out if they're being their own brand is sexy, they can do that on my website. And I also have a thing about narcissists at sexygiveaway.com if they'd <laughs> like that. But, um, <laughs> but I think the most important thing that I'd, I'd like your listeners to take away from today is, you know, that your heart is precious. And nobody can tell you what's right for you. So if you're not sure what's right for you right now, that's okay. It's a process for you to figure it out. But it's important to get to get started on the process. Yes. Um, it's really important. And whether it's to visit a therapist, to read blogs, to read a book, to get a mentor, it, you know, whatever you're comfortable with in terms of how to start this is exactly. great. But get started. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much. That is great advice. Start right now, everyone, working with building that healthy sense of self and loving yourself. And, of course, this gives me the opportunity to, again, invite you to join me for one of our monthly Modern Love Intensive Trainings. This month, it's this coming Saturday, August the, what is this Saturday? Oh, my goodness, just went right out of my head. That's August the 11th. And you will absolutely learn seven steps to create love heaven rather than love hell. All right, thank you to our executive producer, LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Cliff Dunning, to all of you modern lovers. We'll be with you again next week with Dr. Catherine Kelly, who will talk about soul health. The week after is Renee Jones talking about emotional eating. Go out there and love yourself and learn all about modern love. Blessings. Good night. <laughs>